with the second overall pick in the 2022 NHL draft, the New Jersey Devils selected Simon Nemish from Slovakia. So we got a Slovakian player, but it wasn't Uri Slavkovsky. And also, after this Alex DeBrincat trade, I'm a little concerned with the thought process for Tom Fitzgerald. I think it's going to be Johnny Goodrow or Buss. I'll let you guys know my thoughts momentarily. There's a lot to discuss. There's a lot to break down. A lot of heartbreak for the New Jersey Devil faithful. We have a lot to discuss in today's episode. Buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. At the time of recording, the NHL first round is still happening, but since the New Jersey Devils have already made their selection, it is now appropriate for me to do this reaction episode while these thoughts are still fresh in my mind. So where do I start? It's been a roller coaster of a day, starting with what happened in Chicago. Because if you guys missed one of my more recent episodes, I did a crossover with Jack of Locked On Blackhawks, and we talked about a silly season hypothetical trade scenario to try to get Alex DeBrinket to the New Jersey Devils. My final offer, well, you know what? I'm not going to start with my final offer yet. I'm going to talk about that trade and what it means for the New Jersey Devils moving forward because. Right now, I had high hopes for the New Jersey Devils going into this offseason, and now my hopes are starting to get uh, less and less and less. Right now, it seems like it's Johnny Goodrow or Bust because obviously the New Jersey Devils made their second overall selection. That was also a shock. So like I said, I'm in shock right now. I'm going to need a fibrillator after I'm done with this. I'm sorry if I butchered that word, but goes to show you how crazy this uh, this day has been. So let's start off with the Alex DeBrincat trade. So First and foremost, I want to call someone out real quick. So I saw a comment on Locked On Blackhawks' uh, YouTube page because Jack also posted the episode to his respective page. And someone said, wow, one first and one second and a mid-level player for Alex DeBrinkin. Are you not merciful? The more this Jersey guy talks, the less he appears to know. And as soon as that trade became official, I responded by saying, LMAO. <laughs> Wow. Oh my God. Okay. On the one hand, I'm happy that I put a troll in his place because I'm not crazy after all. Silly season isn't so silly after all. But on the other hand, it does raise some questions as to what Tom Fitzgerald is doing with the New Jersey Devils. So here's what uh, the official trade was for Alex DeBrincat. So the Chicago Blackhawks got a first round draft pick. That was the Senators seventh overall pick. And they also got a second round pick and a 2024 third round pick in exchange the Ottawa Senators get Alex DeBrinket. My final offer was this. I said a first-round draft pick. I was willing to leave it unprotected for next year's draft. I, I was willing to give Jack that. So I said an unprotected first-round draft pick in next year's NHL draft, a second-round pick in this year's NHL draft, and I said a prospect of your choosing, not named Alexander Holtz, Luke Hughes, or Dawson Mercer. So pick any prospect you want. And I don't know how the salary cap works. I don't know if the uh, Blackhawks would have hypothetically had room on the roster, whatever the case might be. I said Pavel Zaka as a throw-in. 
I don't know about you guys, but I like my deal a whole lot of better. I like it so much better than what the uh, Ottawa Senators happen to offer in reality. Now, I'm not locked on Blackhawks. I'm not locked on Senators, so I'm not going to give you guys my full-fledged reaction to that trade. But I must say, I was a little disappointed because here was another opportunity that the New Jersey Devils could have capitalized on. So they already missed out on Kevin Fiala. They already just now missed out on Alex DeBrinkett. Now it raises the question, what's going to happen within these next few days for the New Jersey Devils? Because free agency starts on the 13th, if I'm not mistaken. So it seems like it's Johnny Goodrow or bust. And also there's rumors saying that Darcy Kemper is now going to enter the market since the Colorado Avalanche and the New York Rangers were able to reach an agreement on a trade. So, you know, it's like maybe Darcy Kemper is going to be our big name free agent. I don't know what the case might be. Still got to re-sign Jesper Bratt to his extension. Tom Fitzgerald revealed that he uh, is in no, like, he's not going to trade Jesper Bratt is essentially what he said. He wasn't involved in those trade discussions. And he said those rumors were just rumors. So ultimately, Jesper Bratt is going to return to the New Jersey Devils. But I really need to know for how long and how much money, because that can shapeshift a lot of things. So Overall, my thing is the New Jersey Devils have now struck out with Kevin Fiala and Alex DeBrincat. And quite honestly, they were two players that they could have uh, obtained with ease because for Kevin Fiala, it was a mid-first-round draft pick and a prospect who's still in college. I believe he plays at the University of Minnesota. So leave a comment down below because the player escapes my mind at this point. And then the, um, the Chicago Blackhawks, I knew they were desperate to get back in the first round. Not that desperate. Because Jack Bushman said that they were in no hurry to get rid of Alex Brinkett. I'm sure he was right, but I didn't know they were that desperate to get back in the first round. I knew they were desperate after that Seth Jones ordeal a little over a year ago, but here we are now. So, um, yeah, so Alex Brinkett going to uh, the Ottawa Centers. It's just like the New Jersey Devils, like, I, I guess Tom Fitzgerald didn't want to give away the second overall pick and, you know, uh, Simon Nemish was our overall selected player. I do have questions in regards to that because I'm sure a lot of people were disappointed that we didn't get Shane Wright or we didn't get Uri Slavkowski or Logan Cooley because those were the three prospects I was big on, especially Uri Slavkowski. I'll talk about him momentarily. But overall, my thing for the offseason for New Jersey Devils is that if you don't get Johnny Goodrow or another big-name player or whatever the case might be because I was hearing rumors prior to the draft that maybe – just maybe the New Jersey Devils will try to hit a buzzer beater and try to get Matthew Kachuk with the second overall pick in a trade ordeal so that way Tom Fitzgerald could get his family member. Obviously, that hadn't happened. So I, I don't know what to think at this point. I'm really concerned for the New Jersey Devils right now because I, I, I had high expectations for them this offseason, and now it just seems like the mindset is Johnny Goodrow or bust. We'll talk about that in a near episode in the not-so-distant future because obviously free agency is fast approaching. But I want to shift my focus over to the NHL draft because obviously this is what's making headlines because Uri Slavkowski went number one. I guess, you know, that's either a surprise or a not so big of a surprise, depending on who you are. Quite honestly, I wasn't surprised. I was just hoping that the Montreal Canadiens would just, you know, go with what their gut said and just get Shane right because that's who they were projected to get. That's uh, who my colleagues at Locked on Canadians projected that the Canadians would get because I was a little concerned and they said, oh, this is just all smoke. They're going to get Shane Wright, but ultimately uh, that didn't happen. And Shane Wright fell to number four. I saw a mock draft of Shane Wright being selected fourth overall by the Seattle Kraken. I said, there's no way that's going to happen. But I guess that person wasn't so crazy after all. So uh, for the first segment of this show, I just talked about Alex DeBrinkhead and Kevin Fiala. And I said, you know what, maybe avoiding 
Kevin Fiala was the best case uh, scenario for New Jersey Devils because you did have to sign him to an extension. And I guess there's better use of our money uh, that could be made. And then obviously for Alex DeBrinkett, it's just like if the Chicago Blackhawks, is, they were that's all they were asking for. I was willing to throw in a prospect as collateral. Same with Pavel Zaka because I knew the first round draft pick was going to happen next year. Not I was not willing to give them the second overall pick. You know, it's basically a toss-up. Do you want to give the Chicago Blackhawks a second overall pick? Do you not? Do you want Alex Dabrinkat? Obviously, he's a 40-goal scorer, something that the New Jersey Devils could could have definitely used. Basically, I, I would have said this, second overall pick, and, you know, that's pretty much all I'm going to give you. And maybe maybe a late, uh, irrelevant draft pick later on in the draft, so, something like that. So if we were to offer him a second overall pick, that's pretty much all I would offer him. And quite honestly – the Senators were not far off from that. So there's another player that the New Jersey Devils struck out on. So a little frustrating, a little concerned, but in fits we trust, that's all I got to say. So ultimately, I like my trade package a lot better than what the Senators offered them, and that's what I'm going to leave at that. So we're going to talk about the NHL drafts, uh, Simon Nemish, and what he could bring to the New Jersey Devils organization, what the Devils were overall thinking. But before we continue, I want to bring you guys the first live read this morning, and it comes from our friends at Built Bar. So from the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift for your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar. But guess what? Your friends at Built Bar have given Coconut Brownie Chunk the puff treatment. That's right. The Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar flavor you love in delicious chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. But stop your drooling and listen. They are good for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and all delicious. Coconut Brownie Chunk Puffs are here for a limited time, so go to Built.com and don't make don't miss out. I'm sorry, I, I stuttered on my words there. They are going fast because they taste amazing. All Built Bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. The best part about Built Puffs is, of course, they taste amazing, but you can enjoy them guilt-free because they are actually good for you. They are the perfect treat. Perfect when you're craving uh, something to satisfy your sweet tooth or if you're in need of a quick, healthy snack. They are an excellent source of protein. Delicious coconut, rich, sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing and get to Built.com and order your box of coconut brownie chunk Built Bars right now. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. And now, the second library comes from our friends at Rock Auto. So, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and miles, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Wind are often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every consumer. They have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts of car you'll ever need. rockauto.com, everybody. Okay, so let's talk about Simon Nemish, shall we? So... The New Jersey Devils got a Slovakian player. However, it was not Uri Slavkowski. It was Simon Nemish, like I just said. So here's the thing about Simon Nemish. Um, he's very athletic. And you know what? Before I talk more about Nemish and the overall ordeal for New Jersey Devils, I went live with um, 
with Brandon Piller and also Gil Martin. They're the hosts of Locked On NHL. And, you know, Gil is also the host of Locked On Islanders. And then Brandon is the host of Locked On Senators. Should have asked uh, Brandon about his feelings about Alex DeBrincat, but that would have uh, drifted us off course. So here's my live reaction. Uh, a few seconds after the New Jersey Devils made their selection. So I went live with Brandon and Gil once again, and here are my uh, thoughts on how the New Jersey Devils ended up selecting uh, Simon Nemish. So if you missed uh, my live yesterday, here it is right now. And if you didn't miss it, uh, the, the time to skip it will be in the description. How shocked are you? I need medical help, seriously. <laughs> I need medical help because I thought we were either going to get Shane Wright or Logan Cooley. I, I knew Simon Nemish would go top five. I didn't think he would go number two to the New Jersey Devils. So, look, I was I, I, the writing was on the wall that Yuri Slavkovsky was going to go number one after Bob McKenzie put out his uh, mock draft. And Bob McKenzie has never been wrong about a first overall pick since like 2009. So, I was just like, okay, maybe he could be wrong this time around. He's never wrong. But, um, you know, I was stunned, but, you know, Nemish is going to be a bit of a project because here's the thing. Crazy athletic. He has great speed. He has great handles, knows how to pass the puck. He's not a scoring defenseman, but I think the overall mindset for Tom Fitzgerald was was simply this. Look, Luke Hughes is about to complete his sophomore year at the University of Michigan. And the, the overall fact of the matter is Luke Hughes is ready to, you know, join the New Jersey Devils, but he's taking his time, which is why he's electing to play one more year at the University of Michigan. So I think they were just looking for another defenseman to develop alongside him. Obviously, you know, the Devils have a lot of young players in the pipeline to come up. But, uh, you know, Simon Nemish, I was not anticipating this. I was I was pretty stunned. And um, But it makes sense because I've been saying, like, you know, we can't go with Logan Cooley, can't really go with Shane Wright because we have a lot of centers, including Jack Hughes, Dawson Mercer, Nico Heischer. So... I, I think it made sense for us to draft Simon Nemish, and I think people will realize it, you know, once they digest this information after a day or two. Brandon, what do you see as Nemish's uh, strongest trait coming into this uh, as he starts his pro career? Yeah, Simon Nemich is a great player. I don't think the Devils should be disappointed at all. Maybe the Devils fans should be shocked a little that uh, they took someone outside of kind of the consensus top three, but they're getting a player that can play um, really good transitionally, right? Like this is someone that's going to help break the puck up the ice give a little bit of relief to those young centermen that won't have to do all of that transition all on their own. He's going to fit in nicely eventually. Like if you have a one-two punch tray eventually of Dougie Hamilton and Simon Nemich on your right side, that looks pretty damn good if you ask me. So I really think this is going to be a good pick. It might take a little bit of time, but also Nemich has experience in pro leagues, maybe lesser pro leagues in Europe, not uh, kind of the top ones like KHL and the SHL, but he still has pro experience already and he plays big minutes over there. So he's someone that I think with some time, the Devils are going to be really happy with, but uh, I still am shocked myself. I thought even though Slavkovsky is gone, the talent of Logan Cooley and Shane Wright was too much to pass up on, but the Devils feel uh, otherwise. Yeah, like you said, Brandon, uh, I was stunned too. And like you said, this is going to be a project for the New Jersey Devils, but they're no strangers to, you know, taking a risk on somebody and it panning out. So, you know, some examples I always go to are like Yegor Sharangovich and uh, Jesper Bratt, who were drafted, you know, way late in their respective draft class. And now 
they're one of the um, top go-to guys for New Jersey Devils. And, you know, the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, anything can happen. I have always said, you know, crazy things can happen. And that's why I like to call this kind of time silly season, because yep. you know what? It, it, it happened. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the Nemesh joining the New Jersey Devils. Uh, crazy athleticism. He is going to be a project, but uh, I don't think a lot of people saw this one coming. Quite honestly, I didn't see it coming either, because like you said, I, you, you got to go with Shane Wright, right? But um, no pun intended, but um, you know, ultimately it's just like in, in terms of centers, I guess we're set at the center position. Definitely. Brandon, how far off would you say he is from being NHL ready at this point? I would say you're probably, definitely I wouldn't get him into the NHL next year. I would say even maybe two years would be a good idea. Just because when you're a right shot defenseman, he's going to have a lot of responsibilities. And sure, he's got experience playing up against pros. But I think you want him to round out his game a little bit more. He's someone that can definitely transition the puck up the ice. He's really good with his skating and getting it into the offensive zone. But defending, there's still some work to be done. Although he's one of the the better defenders in the this draft class. I think probably two more years of development would do some good. Maybe one more year pro in Europe and then bring him over to North America. Or if the Devils want to get him kind of under their system and used to North American ice, then bring him over earlier because he's someone that uh, already has great experience and a pro size frame. Yeah. So right-handed defenseman, Luke Hughes is left-handed defenseman. So if yeah. I had to make if I had to make a prediction, I would say Luke Hughes completes his sophomore year at the University of Michigan as the plan. Then for Nemish, like you said, Brandon, let him compete over in Europe for a year and then bring him over to North America, whether he plays on the New Jersey Dells roster or maybe the Utica Comets organization, whatever the case might be. I think that's the overall plan, which is just try to get him and Luke Hughes on the same boat, essentially, in about a year or two. But I must say... Um, Trading away that second overall pick it seems to be the better go-to option if we wanted to like do something special this season. But you know, but that's why I'm an ar armchair GM. Okay, so yeah, I kind of needed medical help because I was not expecting that at all. Because Logan Cooley was still available, uh, Shane Wright was obviously still available, and you know we went with Simon Nemish. And ultimately, he is going to be a project. And I get a lot of people were kind of ticked off at Tom Fitzgerald. They're like, wait, wait, why would, why would Tom Fitzgerald select this player? Like, why would we select Nemish with the second overall pick? Why couldn't we have selected Cooley or Wright? Well, remember what I said, guys, a few months ago in regards to the draft. Usually you don't draft the best available player. You could if you're the first overall selection because you got to go with the consensus first overall pick. But this year there was no consensus first overall because just a few weeks ago we were talking about Shane Wright then Yara Slavkowski went number one Bob McKenzie revealed uh his overall mock selection and here we are right now so usually you don't select the best available player you select what your team needs now here's the thing about Cooley and Wright they're really good offensive players they're really great centers but remember what I've been saying the past few weeks in, in regards to the New Jersey Devils selecting a center. And I even talked about it in a more recent episode when I was doing a comparison between Shane Wright and Uri Slavkowski because I thought they would go one, two. And, you know, didn't matter if Wright went number one and Slavkowski went number two or if Slavkowski went number one and Wright went number two. I thought they were going to be the one, two uh, punch, but ultimately that didn't happen. Now, what did I say in that episode? I said that the New Jersey Devils have plenty 
of centers. You know, we have Dawson Mercer to develop. Nico Heischer is coming into fruition. Jack Hughes is arguably our franchise player. So we do have a lot of centers and we do have a lot of offensive firepower. Now, I know I'll get scrutiny for this, but it, it's the truth. That's what Tom Fitzgerald was essentially thinking because he's just like, you know what? We have a lot of young centers to develop and we also have a, a lot of young forwards to develop. Now, here's the thing on the defensive side of things. You know, we talk a lot about Dougie Hamilton. We talk a lot about Ryan Graves. We talk a lot about Jonas Siegenthaler, but we don't really talk a lot outside of, of Luke Hughes. We don't really talk a, a lot about our young defensemen. You know, you know, Kevin Ball and Nikita Ahotuk will get their names uh, in the running here and there, but no one really talks about them like how we talk about Alexander Holt and some other players. Because, you know, the fact of the matter is, you know, outside of a few exceptions, the New Jersey Devils just need some more defensemen to develop. And, you know, obviously I'm looking forward to Shakir Mukamadoulin and what he could potentially do. But at the end of the day, guys, you know, we needed someone to develop alongside with Luke Hughes because Luke Hughes is about to enter his sophomore year at the University of Michigan. He's going to remain there for the entirety of the year. Uh, so, you know, his teammates Owen Power, Matty Beneers, uh, Kent Johnson, they're already in the NHL, but ultimately Luke Hughes is deciding to go back for another year. And now the thing about with Nemish is that, you know, it's going to take a year or two, like Gil mentioned, before he joins an NHL roster, which is the New Jersey Devils. Now, is that an NHL roster or a North American roster like the Utica Comets? You know, I don't know what the when the Devils are going to sign him to his uh, entry-level deal. So ultimately, I think they're going to take their time with it, and they're going to wait to see how Luke Hughes develops. So my overall thing is that Luke Hughes is going to, you know, play at the University of Michigan uh, when their season ends, whether they make the playoffs or not, make a deep playoff run. He'll sign his entry-level deal. He'll join the Devils organization. And then ultimately, hopefully, Nemish is ready to go in, in about a year, and then we could bring him over to North America. He could finish out the season in the Utica Comets organization. So my overall thing is, like, it might take a season. It might take a season and a half. It might take two seasons. But ultimately, Tom Fitzgerald is just saying this. Trust the process. We're in no rush. So – Ultimately, guys, the reason why I was big on Uri Slavkovsky was just because, you know, out of Shane Wright, Logan Cooley, and obviously Nemish, who was our second overall selection, Uri Slavkovsky was the most NHL ready. Given what he did in the Olympics, given what he did in the World Champions, I felt as though you could put Uri Slavkovsky on an NHL roster and, you know, maybe he, he won't make that big of an impact, but he's ready to contribute. And Whereas for like Logan Cooley, Shane Wright, and then obviously Simon Nemish, you're going to have to wait a year or two before they're ultimately ready to join whatever organization they were drafted. So my overall thing is this, you know, I get the frustration. I'm frustrated too. And I would have loved to have Uri Slavkowski. And if you see my tweets, I was mostly frustrated that Uri Slavkowski went number one, but the writing was on the wall for a good while, guys. You know, Uri Slavkowski, I, I think the Montreal Canadiens would have been, you know, stupid not to select them. I get that, you know, Shane Wright was a favorite for a long period of time, but you know, if I was a Montreal Canadiens, I would have drafted Uri Slavkowski with the first overall pick, too. And, you know, we do get a Slovakian player, and he's been playing in the league for – or not not in the NHL, but he's been playing professionally for a long period of time. Nemish is going to be a project, not a goal scorer, but someone who is a good passer, someone who's a great athlete, someone who has great speed, great handles, all that. So, you know, I get the frustration. I get – I, I, I get that a lot of people wanted, um, you know, some other prospects to name. But, you know, I, I think Simon Nemish joined the New Jersey Devils. It's not the worst thing in the world, but uh, I need to hear your guys' reaction. So 
let me know what you guys think uh, about Simon Nemish, and I hope to do a more full-fledged episode about uh, his overall uh, game. I'm thinking about doing a crossover with Jersey Joe because Jersey Joe was one of the few people to say that Simon Nemish could go number two to the New Jersey Devils. So ultimately, I'm looking forward to hearing your guys' response. So leave a comment down below. Hit me up on Twitter. What do you think about Simon Nemish? And what do you think about the overall thought process for the New Jersey Devils? So once again, the overall thought process is probably, you know, Nemish is a right-handed defenseman. Luke Hughes is a left-handed defenseman. Luke Hughes will need another year before he joins the New Jersey Devils organization. Nemish is probably going to need a year or two before he comes over to North America. So I think it's going to be like that kind of tandem, just trying to develop them uh, on, on the same side, if that makes sense. But you know, I, I I think Nemish has potential to be great in the NHL, and I think he could definitely be a factor for New Jersey Devils. And I, I say since he's not a scoring um, defenseman and just more of someone who is right place, right time, is very good and just, you know, knows how to uh, pass a puck and handle it, I'm going to say his floor for right now or the player that I want him to be like is Ryan Graves because, you know, one of the things I said about Ryan Graves is that he's not a goal getter, but – you know, he knows how to pass. He knows how to be second fiddle to Dougie Hamilton. And Ryan Graves led the league in plus minus just a few years ago, but no one really talks about it. So that's my overall comparison for right now. That's my rough comparison and who I want uh, Nemish to be like. I want him to sort of be like Ryan Graves, which is you don't have to be an offensive threat, but at the same time, you do need to make the right plays. You need to be in the right place at the right time and just have that overall impact. So you know, like I said, this just gives the Devils another defenseman to develop and just hopefully highly anticipate because, once again, we talk a lot about our young forwards like Alexander Holtz, but we don't really talk about our young defensemen and where they could potentially go in terms of their overall NHL trajectory. So someone like Riley Walsh, who led defensemen for the Utica Comets in assists, he doesn't really get, you know, that much attention. So maybe it's just another way for the Devils to just even it out a little bit. So that's my overall thought process. Let me know what you guys think. Leave a comment down below. Hit me up on my personal Twitter page. And for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. And welcome to the New Jersey Devils, Simon Nemish. Hopefully um, you, you're able to have somewhat of an impact. But uh, we're going to have to wait a year or two. And um, I'm looking forward to it. So thanks for listening once again, guys. Go Devils. And I'll catch you guys in the next episode.